podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's been more than a year since the pandemic turned healthcare upside down. I'm Jody Lesh. Join me for Ahead in Health, where we explore the questions that matter most about the future of healthcare. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is the Day Trippers, it's the Tuesday Club. Uh, we've just done the post-match bit and we've just done the half-time analysis bit, Dan. That match that's going in the background is definitely not me just doing it halfway through the second half of the game whatsoever. Uh, up tonight, we've got uh, a look at the Spartak Moscow game, um, that win, low straw, or whatever we've done. And then we've also got a look ahead to the Newcastle match at the weekend before we go on an international break. And uh, because you send us in no Trippers chats, I've invented a few for later on. Um, we're going on pod break next week. We're going on pod break next week, are we? Spring break. Steve has gone on pod break next week. Um, okay, up next, we, of course, um, this is the Tuesday Club in association with Skillzone, who are our sponsors, of course. Um, get up there for the 10 different uh, challenges. Ho- home and host city of the World Games 2017. Date yet to be decided because uh, Steve's leg is still weeping puss all over the shop. Um, so, uh, up next now is the advertisement from our sponsors. So, Kevin, what would you say your main skills are? Um, rugby, soccer, Gaelic, tennis, climbing, basketball, shooting, golf, baseball and hanging tough. Test your sports skills at Skillzone, Ireland's first multi-sports indoor circuit. Be the first to get 100 points and you'll also win €10,000. Skillzone Sandyford. See skillzone.ie. T's and C's apply. Okay, Shane, going into it, one of the big questions that everyone's asking is why did he take Mane off? A fella who's, who's missed a lot of football because of the suspension lately. He's a clear goal scorer and threat. He's the one that seems to you know, make things happen for us. Can you understand that substitution? No, n- not, on, not on the performances of Oldham Jordan the game. No, I don't know whether there's lads there, physios with stats and whatnot. And <laughs> maybe they thought he was going to pick up an injury. Because he, uh, he hadn't played in the last few weeks, but no, Jesus, no, for me, no, it was terrible. It was yeah. terrible. No. And, uh, he should have definitely been the one to be in Hall, in fairness. Yeah. Neil? Um, would you have taken off Mane? Would no. you have taken off Firmino? And when you brought Story John, would you have taken Story off because he was fucking his mother as well? You write them down three questions, I didn't hear you. <laughs> no, but I suppose, the, kind of picking up on what Andy was saying, the narrative kind of returns to where it was before... The, the game of the weekend because wasn't it the same we're creating loads of chances not taking our goals well we had 480 chances in three games or something like that and scored two goals you know the stats they were all over the place yeah, so yeah. No, no, the no. stats are right back up where they were again so I suppose you can say that the, the game uh, the game at the weekend was a bit of an aberration because the, the trend over the course of the season is we're creating lots of chances and not scoring goals and it continued there again tonight because um, uh, teams are kind of I mean everybody, I'm sure they do it on their homework Moscow all they have to do is sit back let us come on to them and chances are we won't take our chances Steve-o. so it's nothing new to me really Steve-o, the, 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 what's coming through from everyone is the, there's, there's yeah. more that's going on about Firmino and Sturridge yeah Firmino and Sturridge taking the brunt of um, taking the brunt of it and probably rightly so um, Firmino poor again tonight poor at the weekend um, yeah, plays the full ninety. You know, play. He came off at the weekend, fair enough. But <coughs> I think tonight was the the time to take him off as well instead of Mane. Um, probably would have made more sense to leave Mane and Salah either side of Sturridge. In saying that, and I'm a fan of Danny Sturridge, but he had a bad game there tonight. There's no no two ways about that. You know, he it's he very tr- hard to fathom because he was excellent when he came on at the weekend. Yeah, he was. Like if we had got more, he turned the same, himself but... into an awful lot of trouble tonight. That was that was the problem there, you know, um, and from from that point of view, it's 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 frustrating um, as a fan to see to see him um, to see him struggle like that. But in saying that, it's not just him. I thought I thought Henderson was very good tonight. I thought he yeah. covered a lot of ground. I thought that that's two good games on the bounce now, which is nice to see because he was excellent at the weekend as well. Um, Emery Chan yet again, I felt below par. You know, he, he five minutes into the game. 
he, he smashes, to Mike? Um, he's, sorry, five minutes into the game, he smashes somebody for no reason. And from there, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, um, but after that, then his, his whole game is, oh, fuck off, will you? I'll get him strapped on Mike next week. Um, after that, the, his whole game is affected, I think. You know, he, he just, he, he doesn't, he doesn't get into the match, which is poor. Someone said there, we didn't have much to defend. They're right. We didn't. We gave away a poor free kick. And dealt with that poorly. Okay, um, I, I want to ask about. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one player oh, who, uh, one player who did impress me um, was Moreno tonight. I saw some madness going on. Oh, why is Moreno? What about the cross and stuff like that? But if, uh, overall, for, in terms of the game he played and the performance, he, he was actually very impressive. He, mm. he he made some very intelligent decisions. There was the one where he cut in field, waited and waited and waited and played that lovely pass out to the right hand side oh. for Alexander coming on and, and set up a chance. Yeah. There's not a whole lot wrong with Moreno if we don't have to defend mm-hmm. our Trent in that case because I don't really rate Trent as much of a fullback. But when you don't have to well. defend, um, both Moreno and uh, Trent are, are very good. Yeah, you know, particularly yeah. I thought Trent's delivery was was excellent at yeah. times tonight. Well, look, he, he, he delivers that ball. He delivered a couple of balls into the box. Obviously, yeah. the one that comes in for the header right at the end that Salah. Like, I suppose there's an acceptance amongst us as fans now that Salah needs two or three chances to uh, to score a goal. Mm. Um, and he didn't didn't score tonight, which is which is generally he scores one or two. But like he he of all the people that the chances were falling to, he, he what they weren't falling to his feet for a change, but. You know, that just, just on just on that point, Phil. I, I think I think it's fair to expect it to take two or three chances for him to score a goal. He's not a clinical number nine. And that's what we're getting the, onto. Yeah, the amount of goals that we're getting out of him is ridiculous for the position he's actually playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you. Actually, they true up being out of the stats wankers. Um, there was that he has a, de- a very decent conversion ratio. So we can call him wasteful, but it's actually being. I think it's because he's, he he has so much. I think it's because he has so much pace and gets himself into positions where it's one on one, and it's it's generally him and the goalkeeper, and it's not a half chance. It's generally a really good chance that he misses. That the, his misses are more glaringly obvious than someone who's kind of missing a half chance. So I think the stats are a little bit skewed that way. If you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a very clever yeah. player. Exactly. Oh, he gets, he gets himself into positions where he's free completely where, yeah. on his own, and it's just him and the keeper. So when he misses, oh, you think he should have scored that. Whereas if it was someone else, they're kind of missing a half chance mm. when it's saved. So yeah. you just well, if you've got your right winger getting in, getting so many clear cut chances. Chances are in, in you know he's going to score yeah. every other game, and that's pretty good for for that. Position. I don't think anybody's being of, critical of him by any stretch. Of oh, the imagination. No, 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 no. A lot of people are saying here, or a couple of people are saying about the tempo in the second half being. Non-existent, and it's probably a fair point. Well, yeah. I can, can can I just? Address? I think it's been yeah. like that. I, I, I just want to. I just want to put on on the the tempo thing. If we weren't making chances and we weren't dominating the team that we're playing against, you'd say that's a fair enough point. But the fact is, we made twenty seven chances. We could we should, could, should have scored more than one goal there tonight, right? Because we mm-hmm. made enough clear cut chances to do it. We had a team who were trying to break the tempo by going down with cramp and injuries left right and centre yeah, yeah, and it's very hard to keep that tempo up if every time mm. the ball breaks one of their players go, takes to the ground and, and, and basically stops the rhythm I think the tempo the in European football is generally like that an awful lot because yeah, it's not like the English football where you have two teams going on each other hammer and tongs and it's just well, we're into them and now we, got, now we attack you attack in yeah. European football one team tends to dominate yeah. and the other team tends to sit back yeah. so European football tends to be like that a lot and to expect the tempo to be really high that's a misnomer people, for, pe- people forget the, um, to maintain a really high tempo when you have really high levels of possession is almost impossible because and when a team's going to and, yeah, and a team's yeah. going to sit back so it's yeah. not going to be cut and trust it doesn't exist you know yeah. what I mean it's impossible yeah. you can zip the ball around amongst yourself in front of the back four it's about breaking them down I thought it was actually okay I, no, thought, I, it, I thought it was alright I, I, I thought we pulled them out I wasn't sitting there looking at it going at any stage geez, we're too slow we're not moving I didn't think that at all I think I did think the second half was a bit Scrappier and the, the, yeah. the intensity wasn't there as it was in the first half. I actually think that that's been a regular theme for this for the for, um, for the games this season. Is the second half hasn't been as strong. Okay, oh, in, in that, it didn't happen. They had to ring an ambulance every time someone got injured. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy was here. What? Yeah, exactly. one, one, one of the big one of the big things that's coming out is that uh, they had Lev Yashin in goal up until he got injured, and then and they then replaced they him. Yeah, they replaced him with uh, Schmeichel, Peter Schmeichel in in, his, in in peak form as well. Yeah. But it, like again, an awful lot of the saves they're making, they're straight at them. Steve, when you made that point, like the Salah header, if that goes half a yard left or right, it's a guaranteed goal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Like I, I think, I think we, 
talk about the chances we missed tonight, but it is poor finishing, and, and Gav actually makes a point there, poor, de- poor decision-making in the final third. We are guilty of that. We're guilty of that, both in, in execution of the final pass and execution of, of the final strike, be it a header yeah. or, or a strike on goal. The execution has been poor in that. Just on that, box. I think that the reason, I think the reason it was so scrappy was that it was the final ball. We were, we were trying to play a final ball, getting dispossessed, then it's held that scale that they're breaking out. Their touch wasn't great. We're winning it back. We're going again. So it's kind of both sides being them being poor trying to break and us being poor in the final ball made it very, very scrappy. Like yeah. when did you say when does the, the excuse wear tin? And listen, we're not going to worry because we're still creating chances. Like you were saying, it's getting back to that, isn't it? I remember us. I remember us um, in in the the Kenny season where Suarez had 150 trillion chances that season and scored seven and goals, yeah. right? Um, and then the season, you know, when, when after Suarez left and we were making loads of chances at the start of the season with, with Rodgers in charge and we didn't take them and eventually the season ta- tapered off into something that was really poor. Like it, does be, it can create mental issues for a team who are making loads of chances and don't score goals. And that's like to me, that's a genuine concern I have looking at what we've done since the last international break. And they had to compound that were leaky at the back and that's it. That's in their subconscious as well all the time, isn't it? And the goalkeeper's really poor. Yeah, listen, cue ball uh, 75 says not arsed on another night we win 10-1. That's a, that's a point Mysterio made as well in the, in the WhatsApp during the game. He said, uh, he said you know, we beat these 5 nil at home. But we get a bit of that, but you've only six yeah. games. You've, not, you've only yeah. six games and yeah. you can't keep going. We'll get a win the next time. Yeah. I guess. We'll get yeah, a win yeah, the next of course time. we should beat Maribor yeah. home and away, yeah. but that's not the point. I'm not arsed in, in, in terms of like a long term thing because I think things will improve we will start banging in the goals we will sort things out with the back but these are important games you know what I mean after after dropping points at home on the first one you know we needed the, the win tonight really you know just to feel a bit more comfortable in the group severe one so to be not arsed about the second game and only two points you know you have to be a little bit arsed. Yeah, Razor says, when does it stop being unlucky to be unlucky? You know, it stops it's being not. unlucky and yeah. it starts being about mental sharpness and yeah. clinical... Well, I think if you bring luck into any argument, well, let's, let, the, you've lost the argument to me. I want to bring that point back because Sturridge is seen as our most clinical striker and now he, uh, he obviously has had a limited number of minutes this season so far, right? But again, the chances fall to him and he's not forcing saves out of the keeper. They're wides nope. and they're overs and, and yeah. the whole lot, right? Yeah, sure. Firmino, who is our number nine, um, is regularly criticised by most of us uh, as a fan base saying he's a, he's, he's a lovely player and all, but he's just not clinical. Now, we, our reliance is completely on Mane and Salah to come up with 15 to 20 goals between them. Or, sorry, each, not between them. Yeah, each. each. And yeah. Th- this is my whole point as to why I wanted us to sign a striker in the summer to replace Firmino. And uh, people can have a go at me. They can say what they want. For me, he's not a nine. Daniel Sturridge isn't good enough to hold that place away. The fact that Firmino gets in ahead of Daniel Sturridge says it all about Daniel Sturridge. And the fact that Firmino isn't good enough, he wouldn't play number nine for any of the other rivals that we are going for the fucking top spot with. You look at who Arsenal have, who Chelsea have, who City have, who United have. He doesn't displ- and, and, and Tottenham. He doesn't displace any of them in their side. He is the perfect backup for Salah, Mane and whoever is first choice at, mm-hmm. at, at centre forward, in my opinion. And that's where he should be. He, and he would get tons of games. He'd still get 35, 40 games a season. But the fact that we are relying on him as our focal point of the attack, the two lads will chip in with their 15 goals each this season. But 30 goals from your front three isn't enough. And Firmino, I'm not saying won't score any goals, but he's, out, he's a player out of form at the moment and doesn't seem to be copping an awful lot of flack because, unfortunately, with our fan base, a lot of the time, when a player they like doesn't play well, they don't want to admit that that player's not playing. I don't care who's on that pitch. I no. really don't. I don't give a no. shit. What mm. 11 goes out, once the 11 going out, play to their optimum. And if they don't, then I'm going to criticise whoever doesn't. That's, it's, that's well, I, it. I think it's for Andy... <laughs> I mean, I'm not Firmino's biggest fan. Like, I wouldn't be one and two goals to defend him all the time. But at the same time, he's an integral part of that system. And even when he's not, say, sort of, like, producing the end product, the goals and the assists, um, he's still sort of, he's still really important. He's still doing important things. Like, he had a chance there tonight where he, he turned and ballooned it over. But it was still a very Firmino thing to do to win the ball on the edge of the box. steve said at the time, well, Vardy would do that or... 
you know, there's loads of strikers there. I'm not so sure. Like, not to the amount of times that Firmino does it. He's doing it all game. Even when he's not playing well, he's still kicking lumps out of the, out of defenders and midfielders trying to bring it away from their goal. I, 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 see, to me, Andy, I, 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 I sort of hear where you're coming from. But if you were saying to me about his skill level and his capability to see a true ball or something like that, that's where I can say, yeah, there's not many, there's not many strikers that have the, have the natural inclination to be a number 10. Right, mm. um, in in terms of Firmino is, but the problem is when you play as that central striker, and your wide forwards aren't getting the goals, there is a heavy reliance on you to take one of your four chances that come at you in in mm. in the match. Right, Absolutely. and my biggest problem with Firmino is that for a run of eight or nine games this season, he's going to score two or more goals in a match. Right, but it's for the other twenty twenty five games where he's not going to score those goals, and that's the big moments across the course of a season, particularly in the Champions League where. Games change on one moment away from home. If you remember all the, when, when Rafa was there and we'd often go away from home and it was a Scaldi 1-0, it'd be a shit game. I remember I was playing PSV Eindhoven and it was fucking manky watching and we get, we get, we nick, a, nick a goal, say, 40 minutes in and then you'd nick one towards the end because they'd be pushing at you. You know what I mean? They were always tight games mm. and I just don't see at the moment. <clears throat> we're so wasteful in front of the goal. I don't see where that... Where, where, with Firmino anyway that level of clinicalness that he needs in front of goal to play in that role, to play yeah. as their central striker. <laughs> I know, yeah, but you can't blame Firmino for us being wasteful in front of goal. Like, you know, Salah Well, it is when chance. a team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> accept, that. accept that. But if the other guys are chipping in, which that's the idea, like he's bought, like Klopp came, seems to try and buy goal scorers like that don't play up front, you know, the, Wants goals coming from everywhere, so he does. So he's not relying on the striker. It's not that easy to go out there and buy a striker who's going to a do all that, jo- all them jobs the dirty work that Klopp wants as number nine to do, mm. and b score goals as well. Like it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. And he has a fella who's not going to half bad at it. Like when Firmino's playing well, he does score some goals. So, I, I mean, I'm not like I'm not th- th- going to defend him to the hilt, like because. He doesn't get in in either of the wide positions. He doesn't get in in the 10. Mm. He only gets in in the 9, probably because our most prolific striker doesn't do the other jobs as well. Okay. I'll ask a question. It's over the course of the 90 minutes. Coutinho's performance. How did, how did you find it, Shane? Uh, yeah, good, yeah. De- yeah, decent. Quite a 7 out of 10, I'd say. Mm. He, was, uh, he was involved in a lot. I would have liked him to see him probably... It was difficult in the position he was playing, but I would have liked to see him a little bit closer to the goal. But I understand, obviously, we went with an attacking team, and I think the performance showed that, hence we're talking about 20-odd chances created on mm-hmm. us, not being clinical enough. <coughs> but he got on the ball an awful lot, and he he, uh, he he certainly made us tick, but I would have liked to see him a little bit closer to the goal, maybe towards the end. Uh, Steve, you, you you pointed out about Emery Chan earlier on that he he hasn't he wasn't particularly good in this game. But boy, Jesus, his um, replacement when Yaldum comes on and he literally may as well sat on the bench. Yeah, um, disappointing is is an understatement, and you know you don't know these things. It make I see why you bring Wijnaldum on there instead of James Milner. You don't need. Um, you don't need somebody who's going to help Hendo screen there. Yeah. So unless you say to Milner, you sit in and push Hendo on an extra 10 yards, it makes sense. The natural idea is to leave Hendo where he is and bring Wijnaldum on. But he doesn't offer anything tonight. Now, there's games where he does, and, and that's, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he will have a big part to play. He will score important goals. He will be an important player for, this, for us this season. But like I say, it's okay to criticise poor performances as well and mm. when Aldams was a poor performance tonight for the mm. time that he was on the pitch but it does this thing about away games it's real Neil would you would you ever bother starting with Wijnaldum or bringing him on in an away game very very high I mean the, the facts back I know we'd be kind of half messing sometimes or but the facts absolutely back up that he is really poor away from home yeah um I thought we signed Chamberlain for this job share, and it just signing for job share, yeah, but and it's turned out he's shit, shit away from home as well. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know yeah. where you. I don't know, listen. I don't think the problem was in midfield tonight. I don't think the problem was in attack, so to speak. I think the two of them are just kind of the two attack and midfield were kind of six and a half, seven out of ten. Mm. There was a kind of a there was a. We, it just didn't click tonight. I don't know, Neil. Like they, they the midfield were as a whole. Like Sean didn't play too well and when Alan didn't play too well. Where Henderson played well and the boys playing left and right, fullbacks played well, Coutinho played well, Salah and Manny played, you know, and 
They are. Well, we can obviously we, we, we well got well. chances. We, we can got say chan- this. We've been saying this since the start of the season. And oh, listen, we played well. We'll do it again. We'll pick it up. And it's going to click eventually. But it's not. No, Neil. Clicking. No, no. Listen, you know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there was enough chances created to to say that the midfield and the and the forward line played well to, for for all them chances. Seven, to, that's fairly well. Yeah, though, but they they with. converted their chances. If they converted chances, but they should have converted their chances, we'd be all saying it was a great midfield no, performance. I get it was a great that's forward what I'm performance. Saying about, like the Burnley match, for example, mm-hmm. oh, we had mm-hmm. created our chances. We'd be saying it was a brilliant performance. The fact of the matter is, we drew one off, mm-hmm. and we were beaten again. We were beaten by Leicester, and we were beaten the match before that. And it was the exact. It was like watching. It was the same. It was the same game all over again. It was the same result as playing itself out. The same performances are playing themselves out. The same, and everybody was missing chances, and everybody's just not quite getting there. It's a, it's a trend now. It's not just a blip. Do you know yeah, what I'm but the match the window weekend was a blip. Yeah, Ray says you know Klopp is saying fortune didn't favour us tonight. Ah, it has to stop. It has to stop being about fortune. Yeah, you well, know? That's what I said earlier when you start yeah. talking about luck and argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can look back. At, we can look back in seasons where you would say that the um, 07 08 when um, we drew loads yeah. of games. Yeah, uh, any of them games could have went in our favour, and here we would have won the league like by a long stretch. Um, one of Kenny's seasons, there was no other team hit the post. Yeah, yeah, that was more. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. these are these are occurrences in football. Yeah. Everybody can say like, there's teams that get relegated can say we had a hell of a lot of bad luck. But when that regular bad luck, it, when the regular when the luck bad luck becomes regular, yeah, then you're saying, mm, okay, there's something wrong here. Yeah, yeah, but I think that like you can have your foot and ball camps here. Like it's not as if. Since Klopp has been there, like we're we're an ultra attacking side. We we attack, we score goals, right? Mm. We've been leaky enough defensively, but we attack, we score goals, we create chances, right? It's not as if we're Burnley and we're in a run of about five or six games, right, where you're playing well and your forwards are getting chances and they're mm. missing them and the forwards are going, Fuck, we're not gonna get these again. We're gonna keep creating, yeah. keep creating. And the players, the manager's gonna back the players and the players are gonna have to back themselves to show and they have shown mm. that they, they are capable. A score and it's it's not it's not clicking at the moment and like I said you can keep saying look we'll beat them at home blah 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 you've only six games in Europe so the sooner you get your first win the pressure is off you but mm. I definitely think that it's showing like you said look at the past yeah. we create chances we yeah. take chances and I think it will come again yeah. I think it will too like I, I'm I'm fairly. Yeah. I'm feeling fairly positive yeah. about the season. Way more positive than a lot of people. Like if you look on Twitter, like overreactions to every single result. Like it is better to be unlucky. Like you know, we can say you can't keep being unlucky, but it's better than playing absolutely shite okay. every game. Yeah, you know, twenty-seven chances per game. <laughs> That's fucking pretty good. Like you know, it is only a matter of time before you start converting those. But it's just, it's just, it's all about when. Okay, <laughs> look. The European thing would worry me more than the league because, like I said, you, yeah. you've only seen. Well, lucky games. enough, lucky enough, Elf, the next, the next two European games are against Maribor. Okay, I mean, if, we, uh, if we don't get, I don't want to get into in, into previewing the Maribor games, but I'll put this to Andy, and I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a valid point from where you're going to lead on to. Right, we've had 27 chances against Moscow, and we had something like 24 chances against Seville. Right? Yeah. You, taking the argument around the Maribor team, we go in. Even if we have that many chances against them, where's the guarantee that we're going to score more goals? There's no guarantees, but the law of averages would suggest that if you keep creating... Now, like... The law of averages says we score let's more have a look at, let, let's two have goals a look in, 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 in 50-odd chances in, over the last two games. It's completely Between tonight and... The, goals generally, no. you usually get six or seven chances and then you get a goal. Yeah, and we get thirty, and we get Duncan. We get one. yeah. Well, it's we managed. should be counting the way we play football. Okay, we twenty-seven chances. A lot of them might be just like shots from outside the box, or you know, just half chances. Listen, we, we should we, be counting those clear-cut chances. We I think to tonight a, we had a fucking load of them. We have to give a shout out to Christoph eight eight eight. He's he's missing Babe Station for this, so we we have to yeah. say. That's a big. That's a big. Tell him. Tell him that penis one hundred one was on there about sexy, sexy online. Sexy, sexy online. If you, Chris, if you scroll back up a little bit. Sexy, sexy online, Chris. It's in the. It's in the chat there. Get all over it. Supposedly there's live cams. Right. So after. S Finnegan eighty five. Bit of spit there, be grand. S Finnegan eighty five says define a chance. A gobshite shooting is his question mark, and it's a fair shout. Do twenty seven chances count for? 
you know, ridiculous. Like take the uh, Coutinho in the Burnley game where he was just taking pot shots all over the camp yeah, and well they were that, going 20 yards Well, over. that was a point that was making a second ago. Like, count the clear-cut chances. Yeah. Now, I can't, I can't recall how many clear-cut chances we had in every single game this season. But I, I feel like we've had a lot. And tonight we definitely had a lot. Mm. So, our 30, chan- our 30 chances per game, I think we're having three or four clear-cut chances. We need to be just going more of them. I yeah. kind of hear what you're saying, Phil. Where's the evidence to support the fact that things are obviously just going to get better all of a sudden? In, yeah, well, in defence or in an attack? I mean, there's well, no I, evidence I, to support, there's, there's there's evidence evidence to support uh, the attack, but certainly not in the defence. Well, I'd, I'd say if I'm, if, if, if I'm looking... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? If, I, if I'm not looking negatively at the last at this game and the last two games, I'm saying that our defensive performance over 180 minutes has massively improved. Take away the the, the, the tonight again outside of a free kick and a poor piece of goalkeeping, yeah. it's a clean sheet, okay? And then even at the weekend, you know, it's bad goalkeeping again in two instances that leads to two goals by thing. So I, I'm all for... We bad goalkeepers tonight led to their goal too, we could say. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm all for uh, um, the big one and we, we'll talk about it on the pod about who should be playing in goal and actually we'll address a bit more on, on the pod because I think it's a valid question to ask now at this yeah. stage. The other bit I want to say is the, there's one thing that, and in fairness it hasn't come out that much, but the, the Salah, the incident leads to their goalkeeper going off, the Salah penalty incident. Yeah, right? that was a penalty for me. Outside of the contact with the goalkeeper, he's nudged in the back. The yeah. Big yeah, he gets a nudge in the back, which pushes him into the goalkeeper, who cleans him out. Yeah. And I can understand why it's not given, given it's a game in Russia. You know, it's a, it's a home. That's a home decision that's just mm. being made there ultimately. But, but yeah, anywhere else on the pitch, and that's, argument, exactly. anywhere else on the pitch, it's a foul because it, because know? it looks clumsy. Because, because no, it's because it's a goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Goalkeeper, and you two clumsy. lads notice goalkeeper gets away with more of it. With but he goes with his hands. There's the fucking massive difference to Mignolet on on Saturday. Mignolet goes with his hands. It's not a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if he only gets the faintest touch. Yeah, he, it, yeah. it's not a penalty yeah uh, it, it, as you say he leads with his feet there Salah goes over it's, it's a, a guaranteed penalty it's a all day long yeah, yeah absolutely right that where we're leaving it for the pod or um, was the, did anything else happen the MRI tunnel. The MRI tunnel. Yeah, did oh, anyone yeah. Neil pointed out, right? MRI. When when the goalkeeper went off, it appears that there's a live MRI tunnel was, in Moscow. You want to take us through an MRI machine and right in the MRI machine. Study does only have to come in Elvis. That's why he was all glowy enough. He was he was happy to drive in MRI machine. No, it's a Champions League MRI. It's the Champions League MRI. Every ground has it. Yeah, there's one in Anfield as well. Is that an MRI? In, yeah. MRI? Yeah, they set up the MRI machine on the way. So the, the, they scan cart. the players. Yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it? Oh no, well, there's no golf cart in every, in every game. Why not? But there's a, a joint MRI machine. Is there? At every chance. Does it make that MRI. funny sound that uh, the MRI machines <laughs> make? <laughs> yeah, and your man says, "I'll oh, just be calm," and I said, "Well, how could I be calm? I'm in a tiny little box and it's shouting at me." <laughs> Here's some earphones and it's the settling down for you. <laughs> Sleeping in there, domestic. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a few. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> never guess. <laughs> we shouldn't let you. Right, lads. Look, um, obviously the result is a bit disappointing um, because we 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 we've gone into the first two games in the Champions League. We're hoping to have picked up three points somewhere. We're hoping to have at least have four points going into into the Maribor games, which will be after the international break. Um, and then we've got a tricky fixture against Newcastle coming up ahead of us at the weekend. Um, so look, looking ahead to the Newcastle game, of course, the, the Benitez factor is going to be there. There's going to be a lot of love from the Liverpool fans towards Benitez as ever. Um, the Rafa bus. The Rafa bus is out. Everyone, everyone is on the, the, the Rafa bus. Hey, Neil, I'm going to swap your mic there. You, it's a nicer mic. Go, go, go. Yeah, that's much better. Um, so, lads, look. Newcastle haven't been particularly free scoring. I watched them at the weekend. I don't know why. I did watch them just to, to see what they were about. They were uh, playing Brighton, weren't they? Yeah. I watched yeah. it too, yeah. yeah. Well, bits and pieces of it, yeah. Yeah, they had Dwight Gale come back on. Um, He'll score. And Shelby was playing. Shelby is as mad now mm. as he's ever been. He's capable of the absolute brilliance. Yeah. And he's also capable of the absolute stupidest things you've ever seen, all in the space mm. of about 10 seconds. Mm. It's, it's fascinating watching him play because you don't know what he's going to do next. Yeah, actually, literally, he's and like... his red card summed him up, didn't it? Yeah. Like the, at the start of the season, he is, a little stupid stamp. He yeah. is literally like the Fastino was brilliant. And his ill-discipline is completely contrary to what Rafa is into. <laughs> no. It's so hard to understand. Who, who, who uh, brought him to Liverpool? Was it Benitez? 
Oh, it was it been was, Keegan? Was, it was no, it was Benitez. Was it? Yeah. And he's so, he's so contrary Keegan. to Keegan. Keegan. How the fuck would Keegan have brought that? Unless he Unless he was doing it. he was a taxi man for a few months in Liverpool. It was I think it was I think it was Kenny, but it was it was lined up. I'd say no, it was Benitez. But come here, regardless of that, he's still completely contrary to the type of footballer Benitez is into. Yeah, so it's real discipline because he was there when Hudson was there. Yeah, it must have been Benitez then, because he was there when Hudson was there. Because that that game um, where he got sent off against United and he gave Ferguson Lowell's that was with Kenny. Yeah, so. That was while he got, you know, after he got established into the team. So she yeah, was, was in in around Liverpool team one, before that. One hundred percent there when Benitez was there. Right, it was, yeah, it was so Benitez's so last season when when right, he signed. Yeah. So yeah, Benitez must have fond memories of him. Yeah. He obviously believes in him. Thinks yeah. sees him as a yeah. Stephen Gerrard type player. Benitez yeah. though, but Liverpool playing Newcastle the weekend. <laughs> Benitez is clever enough to see what has what we're not good at. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, 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 whether his team is disciplined enough to sit back and soak it up and hope they get the odd chance and put it away is another thing. Well, you know, yeah. the format is there for teams to play against us. It's basically sit back, defend, right? And at some stage, you're going to get a big chance against us, be it a corner or a free <laughs> yeah. kick or Absolutely. something, right? And if you take that chance, you're going to either get a point or potentially you'll get a win. Shane, is that unfair? No, it's not unfair, no. It's kind of how it's been going. Uh, through the season creating a lot of chances mm. not giving up a whole lot but mm. when we are giving them up they're going in mm. and uh, I don't know fingers fingers. look at look what Neil said Benitez will know like he'll know what to do with the hoarders. Yeah, but we've got to be hopeful that with I don't even know who plays at the back for them, Lascelles and fucking yeah, Dumb yeah. I have to say, yeah. I've been I've be, been impressed be, with Jermaine Lascelles as 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 yeah, a centre back. Yeah, I think I, he's pretty. I'd be hopeful that we we, we, we deal with the firepower and we will create the chances. So mm. we'll be hopeful that we can take a few of them. Obviously, mm. I think that's it. Though it's, it's hope rather than expectation, mm. isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Can you not hear me? When you talk like this? Oh, sorry, I'll talk that way. Sorry, it's hope and it's a hope against that's rather better. than expectation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean. It's, it's the trend will continue. I hope, listen, I, I imagine the trend will continue as it has been so far this season. We're going to have a lot of possession. We're going to have a lot of chances. Maybe this will be the match where it all just falls into place and we score 25. Well, the one thing about going to St. James's Park is we, we've, we've scored we, lots we, of goals we, there in the past. They're going to have to come out with their fans too, will they? Of course they are. Of course they are. And I don't think Rafa has them particularly set up really, really disciplined like he did with Liverpool. Mm. Like with their really tight lines and banks so far. I think he does... He does encourage them to come out and play football, and especially at home. And I think Liverpool, the way they've played primarily this season, they have allowed teams a little bit more possession, and they've you know got their chance, t- tried to get the chances out early, maybe with the um, you know the expense of the ball, and let the teams come on. So I don't feel like it's going to be one of those games where we're going to be knocking the ball across there, but uh, they're in front of their two banks of four for 90 minutes and we're going to be frustrated the bollocks out I think yeah. we'll get chances so it's just a case whether this trend continues whether we don't take all these chances and then again obviously you're obviously going to be afraid that someone at the back between Matt Plovern and uh, Mig is going to make a, a mad error well, well look at, looking at, at like they do have threats running through their team the, Dwight Gale has been a nemesis of errors at Crystal Palace for fucking all the time mm. he was there right? he used to come on and just wreak havoc now most of the players he would have wreaked havoc are gone, are, are gone now out, out of the side so you know th- there is that part but like it's a mismatch, a mismatch team you can't say there's any stars in that team at all but it's a, it's a case of Rafa trying to put that organisation behind it and, and have a, a staring team against us now looking at, at the game itself I'm just wondering how likely is it that we don't approach it in the same way as we approached the Leicester game which was slightly more organised in midfield where both Chan and Henderson more or less sat to protect, give a bit more mm. of a screen to the defence to soak more a bit more pressure yeah. 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 and then continue like looking at tonight's team outside of the only change you might expect is the goalkeeper and I want to start there because I'm going to be quite frank I, 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 I thought Carius was going to be a lot better for us he hasn't right Mignolet is utter fucking shite why wouldn't you play Danny Ward at this point in time 
Well, he can't. I think Klopp has has painted himself into a corner there. He's come out repeatedly. Oh, he's come out yeah. repeatedly and said Mingale is my number one. Carius is my number two. And if Carius comes in, it's only because Mingale for uh, mental fatigue or for the Champions League. So yeah. he can't go back on that now. I mean, it's, he's talked him, he's talked himself into this position into this position that he's in, hoping against hope that Mingale was going to improve yeah. because before he came, we got these bursts of performance from him. Like we've all seen them for five, six, seven matches. Then he reverts the type and he's absolutely shy again. Yeah. So we've seen it. He's maybe he's just experiencing it now, but he should be experienced enough to have to have seen it coming down the tracks. So is Mingale going to be dropped? Absolutely not. He's not going to be dropped. Carius isn't going to come in, and that's not going to change this season. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying about Carius. So I'd, I'd like to see a ward even. Yeah, I get that, but I, I can't thing, see it happening. Yeah, the war thing is like every other season. There's always a, a fella in the, you know, in, in the squad who people believe will do a better job than his same position in the team and it's not because they've played outstanding it's just like you build up this belief that oh he can't be as bad as them other fucking pair of cunts so stick him in why he's, not he's, he's torn into boo fan while but, sitting on the bench or yeah, in the stands yeah. but I, that's I, not like that's not why manager that's not what motivates a manager to, to make a decision like that he can't be as bad as the other pair it's more so what he sees in training now like He's clearly wanted to keep Ward back this season to watch him for a season, you know, rather than send him out on loan. He wants to see him in training all the time. If Ward deserves his chances, he will, he will, he will and would get them. You know what I mean? It's not re- very realistic that he's going to play at the weekend. I think it's going to be a while before we see Ward again, unfortunately, because we're out of that League Cup. But, but I would, I'm the same as you, Phil. Like, the curiosity has me about him. Like that one game he's played this season, and then he's played a bit in the preseason as well. He's impressed me more. I felt more at ease with him between the sticks than the other two. I just think there was something about him. Like he, he just seemed to command his area a lot better. Okay. Um, Carrius wasn't too bad tonight, though, and I had not an awful lot to do. He was poor on the goal, right? And the problem I have with Carrius at this moment in time is that I've, I still haven't seen that breakthrough performance that you want to see from a guy that you see as your future goalkeeper, right? And I thought that when he was dropped last season, that unless he was put back in before the season was ended, you're potentially destroying a fella's chance. And it's, it's so rare for a goalkeeper to come back from being dropped in a club where he doesn't get another yeah. run at it again, right? Yeah. I, I know what Klopp is trying to do in the Champions League in terms of give him games and build his confidence yeah. up. But when he looks back at that free kick tonight, I still don't understand how he can't get across his goal. And when, it do, oh. when he, he, two hands are behind that ball and it goes through his two hands, and that's just not good enough. And the reason why I'm saying about Ward is, in the Bayern Munich game in pre-season, he's, he, he looks more competent than the two of them together, right? Mm. He's been up, he was outstanding for Huddersfield last season he went on loan to mm. Aberdeen the season before that right and he was one of their players of the year and he played in the Europa League and he got European experience and he proved to be a fantastic goalkeeper in, in, in Scotland right and yeah. made his breakthrough for the Wales in, in terms of his international debut and he's still the, the, the backup keeper in, in Wales and I'd argue he's a better goalkeeper than Wayne Hennessy is as well right yeah. and then looking at the Leicester game everything he did in that Leicester game he was doing. He was as quick off the line as Carius was, right? He was making saves that he, you expect him to make, but he was more dominant and more confident in the box than either of the other two. When he came for a ball, I wasn't worried about him coming for a ball. I tend to agree with you. Yeah. He tends to, from, listen, from the little I've seen of him, or the bits and pieces when he was on loan, he tends to do the things you expect your goalkeeper to do very competently. Yeah. I'm not talking about the flamboyant stuff, saving penalties and pulling balls out of the top corner and making these fantastic saves and then dropping This stuff... When you want, when you say to yourself, "I hope the keeper, maybe the keeper should come for that," he tends to come for it, and he gets mm-hmm. something on it. So he's very, very competent. Yeah. I'm not I'm reluctant to call the simple things, but the things you want the goalkeeper to do to give your back four confidence and to yeah. give everybody that's yeah. defending a corner a little bit of confidence. Absolutely, Neil. Like, and as well, like when you're seeing so little of a player, you can only really go on those moments of yeah. like basic moments, like when you know he's doing them, he's doing them. Like we haven't, I, I didn't watch Aberdeen for a season. I didn't watch. Uh, Huddersfield. Huddersfield for a season so I didn't get to see those mental saves I'm sure he did make them Yeah, but I'd, just getting back to Phil's point yeah. about Carrius uh, grasping his chances we don't really have a setup that's like I know we we've, we've we concede very few chances but when we concede them they're they're unsavable really like I don't think there's another team in the league that's conceded more chances inside the six yard area so what the fuck is your goalkeeper supposed to do there so you really want to just see the goalkeeper come in whether it's Ward or Carrius not 
doing things that Ming Lei is doing, mm. and then just going with them. I just, I just want to see the back of Ming Lei at this stage. Yeah, yeah, he's had like four five or five years. revivals. Yeah, where like we all given up on him and next thing you hear is Mrs. had a word in his ear <laughs> 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 he's all it's like he's all ready to go and oh, I put it down and I'm doing this and I'm doing that it's just at this stage like he's had his Liverpool career now it's, yeah. he's not going to go down as one of our great goalkeepers around and it's time to just get rid of him and trust two two very good up and coming goalkeepers Ward deserves to be playing some games and Carrius Carrius has give, been given a chance to play all the Champions League games. But where's Ward going to get his games? There's three goalkeepers there who are, in my opinion, I don't know whether there's much of a difference between the three, but I do fucking for sure know that Mingale is not going to be good enough. So let's get Carrius like on you the said, he, he's after, he could have sent him out on loan and got him games probably, possibly, I, I don't know the situation, but I'm sure they probably wanted him and he could have been playing Premier League every week. So there must be a reason that he kept them back. Obviously, mm. you don't go out to lose in a League Cup game. You would have fancied no. just to go a bit further and to get more games. So is it now? Does he have to wait now until January till the FA Cup? Three players, which is an awful long wait for him, like to be pushing yourself and trying and knowing that because not even that there's one fella ahead of him. There's two. Yeah. There's two, and there's two fellas you're looking at saying, you know what? I probably fancy yeah. chance. Yeah, it must be very disheartening. It has to be for him. Mm. So for, for, him to, for, to, for him to lose the opportunity to play in the Premier League with Huddersfield because they were more than happy to keep on. Yeah. It's not his mate, Klopp's mate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he was more than yeah. happy. I think it came out he was more than happy to keep him and they wanted to keep yeah. him. So now he's lost his chance to play in the League Cup. He's not going to get in in the Premier League. So like you said, he's hanging around in January and listen, we might, he might get two or three games out of it yeah. or he may get eight. Yeah. So I don't know. But it's, it must be very disheartening for the kid. Oh, well, he is yeah. a kid, isn't he? Was he 20? He's the same age as Carius. Yeah, he's 23. 26. Well, he's only a kid but for a goalkeeper. Okay, I, w- I want to move on, right? Because uh, looking at the team that's going to play against Newcastle, like looking at the, the starting lineup against Moscow tonight, right? Do you see any substantial changes? For me, potentially the two fullbacks might change. Robertson and, and, and Gomez mm. comes in. Mm. I, I, I implore Klopp. I implore anyone that's involved in the club, please do not change the centre back partnership this weekend, right? We've got we're going into an international sure, break. How could you? Well, he's not, he's but not, Andy, he has every, after, every, done, yeah. after every minute he can't game, change. He's changed. <laughs> he can't bring in Glavin. But he's he's changed. This is my point. He's changed the the centre back partnership after every time we have played yeah. a midweek game at the at the league game at the following weekend. And I think I'll go back to the Leicester point, right? They didn't perform particularly badly. I know there was a lot of online chatter during the game, but when you when I watched the game back again to see it, and when you actually watch the game back, they weren't as bad. I think everyone gets caught up in the moment, and if the, the slightest thing goes wrong, oh, this is what's yeah, going on there. Yeah. But when you know the result and you watch it back, you're watching it with, with uh, unbiased eyes. You went talking about loving them at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so the difference between the game at the weekend was there was... A touch of la- at the end of last season. It was a bit more organised. Mm. Don't forget Lovren and Matip had a f- decent finish yeah. to the season in terms yeah. of the partnership and they were they, they seemed to develop something where it resulted in an awful lot of clean sheets. Yeah. Um but there was a touch of that um at the at the weekend. Mick mm-hmm. led was at fault for us nearly conceding three goals. Mm-hmm. And those two lads Probably did a better, be, bit better because there was more balance in the team. Like did more well, coverage from from Hendo and Chan, just yeah, sitting that little bit deeper. Yeah, all the they time. did, and it was exactly like the end of last season where there was just a bit more. It was a less um less frantic. Yeah, you know, Klopp needed to get the points. Now I don't know whether it was just a one-off game where you're playing against a team like Leicester who are very dangerous at home mm-hmm. that he decided to do that, and then what? Well, he might change it up again at the weekend. He's um. Because at the end of last season, he kind of went into a bit of a protection mode, make sure we secured that place. But uh, Matip and Lovren are okay when they're getting that protection, when mm-hmm. it's just a little bit more organised. But so, they are the two centre-halves, and, and there's one. it's one area of the pitch where the two lads playing beside each other repetitively are only going to get better. Regardless yeah. of where, whatever you say their level is at, he's not as good as him, he's not as good as him. If you have two lads playing together, they get an understanding. It's so important to centre and midfield, because at the centre defence, you're... you're you're organising your two fullbacks mm-hmm. then as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if the, the more the two of them play together, regardless of 
what anyone thinks of what level either of them are. They're only going to improve the more times okay. they play together. Uh, the, so and our, I don't think fatigue is that big of an issue at centre half. So our, our fullbacks then, Gomez and Robertson played at the weekend and we have, we've got Moreno and Trent playing tonight. Okay, um, When I look at the, the team from last week that, that Newcastle have, it's the classic graph of 4 2 3 one, so it means it's going to be more or less four attackers, three trying to operate between the, the, the top line and the middle line, right? Mm. Um, so your fullbacks are going to be occupied as opposed whereas they, if they push right on, they're going to leave, leave gaps there, particularly if we play, depending on how our midfield is set up, right? So looking at it, do you play the slightly more defensive minded Gomez over Trent in this game? Because he's going to be facing up against Christian Atsu, who is a decent enough attacker. His finishing product might be great, but he is a decent enough attacker. And on the other side, you've got Matt Ritchie, who's very direct and will look to run in straight lines and deliver balls and cut balls back from the, the boy line. He'll look to cut in and he'll yeah. look to cut in and get shots off. So, I, I, I'd, I'd go with Gomez, but again, like, I thought Trent played well tonight, yeah. but he did. He got 90 in. Probably bored a bit. He was... Look, he was poor against City. Now, mm. look, I'm not gonna like hang him for that. Like, yeah. they're they're a top top quality side, but he he struggled. He started badly and faded. Yeah, like things weren't going from throw ins and like booked for take wasting time and not doing it quick enough. But then flipped to the to the Leicester game, and Gomez was very 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 poor for the second goal. Mm. Very poor. He goes out to try and win the ball. That's that's going on the outside of him instead of just trying to step across to the right, close enough to the. To the touchline to make Albright and go back. He makes Albright his mind up for him. He just he just rolls inside and he's totally out of the game. Next thing, the ball's in the net, fucking cup. So I get what people are saying. He is a more defensive option, but he's definitely going to have to learn in certain situations. Mm. But I would, I would, with Trent after playing 90 tonight, I think Gomez will come in and I think Robertson will start. Andy, you'd like to see Robertson start, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, he's impressed me a lot. I just want to see more and more Robertson just to find out is this How good is, is this an answer to just long term yeah well not necessarily that but just just a player that you can go in there like cause, I mean I was delighted when we signed him because he is a good left full um, he had a good season last year Milner we were like doesn't want to play left back and we don't he, want him to play yeah him. we don't want him to play back <laughs> so and we know what Moreno's all about we know he's good in attack, we know he's. We he's know been he's, good. Moreno's been good for us this season. He has been. We've got two left back options, which we we haven't had he one ha- left back yeah. option for like three years. Well, so. If you look at last year, Milner played there, and Moreno wasn't getting a sniff all season. I'd be quite happy for Robertson and Moreno to share that left back position when Klopp needs to rotate. Hmm. But Robertson's be to to be that number one. I want to see if he can be that number one. It's just very strange that he gets left out of squads altogether. Even yeah. you know. Even when Moreno doesn't play to start the games, he's still in the he's squad. Still the, and he's still on the bench. So he seems to be doing this to Robertson where he'll, he'll leave him out of the squad altogether. Now, it might be just he's building him up into this system and, you know, we maybe his fitness isn't quite there. We don't see the numbers from training. But um, I want to see Robertson playing. Holy <laughs> shit. I want to see Robertson playing uh, uh, at the weekend because I think he's better in that role. And... Um, Steve. Especially away from home, if we are getting, if we Steve, are getting, Steve was using the skinny filter, lads. Look, Jesus look, look how much he's reduced his head size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Steve, we're laughing at you. And then right, right back. I think, I think, like Klein is our our best right back. I know he didn't have such a great season last season. I think I'm 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 fucking dying to see him back and getting fit and playing. Yeah. Um, but Gomez ahead of Trent all day for me, like. I didn't. I wasn't sure how Gomez would do right back because I know he's more of a centre back, but he's done well at right back. He's done a hell of a lot better right back than Trent has. For me, Trent just isn't much of a, a much of a defender. Yeah, but he, he could be potentially a good midfield option going forward. Look at looking at Absolutely, the midfield. Yeah. The one question I have is: Coutinho starts in the role that we all expect him to play in, based on what Klopp said at the end of last season, right? You've got uh, Wijnaldum going back to Newcastle to St James's Park, right? So, do, do you, like, given that he played there as a home pitch for a good few years, is it like a home match? It, it, well, it has to be in his head. It has to be like a home match. Oh, I definitely start Wijnaldum. Yeah. So where does Coutinho play? Well, I ask, do you drop one of Chan and Hendo to start when you with Coutinho and Hendo? And- I'd drop Can. I know Klopp, I know Klopp won't, but personally I would. 
I, I think it, he did take him off tonight. Yeah. He did, but he, listen, what, every time he's been fit, he's played. I don't know the stats. But, and every no, time Henderson's being fit, he's played. Can tends to start nearly every match when he's available. I think that's the. I think. I the, think. I think. Chance forward play has been poor the last couple of games. I think his defensive play has been a lot better. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I, a, I think. I think a lot of the, the defense. The, going back to the defensive thing, he's he's uh, he's, he's looking at. Uh, him and Henderson sitting that slightly sitting at home a little bit more so you don't have you don't have remember if Coutinho does play they they have to that's what I'm because saying because he's not going to do it yeah and they'll, tr- they'll have to try and get across and cover uh, Moreno or Robertson exactly and then try and get a cut across and if you, if, if you look at the Leicester game and even tonight Chan is patrolling the left hand side and filling in the gaps when say Moreno goes or if whoever if Coutinho's yeah. gone out midfield he's covering that space that they're there yeah. and then similarly Hendo is doing it on the right hand side and, and from a defensive point of view when I looked when looking at the game and looking back at the game Chan was better defensively than Hendo was in the Leicester match right so the, the, the we gave more chances on the, on, on Henderson's side but Ch- Henderson was better in the in the forward in, in terms of moving the ball forward from midfield right so if you look at both of them at this moment in time both of them have issues I think every one of us agrees that you know that both of them need to even step up their performance again another ten fifteen percent, right? But for this match, do you go balls out and really attacking and start Wijnaldum, Coutinho, and and Henderson or Chan, or do you do you, you play it relatively safe and play either Coutinho or Wijnaldum and play the two boys to to continue patrolling that defense, given the defense has been so leaky? Um. <clears throat> It depends. Listen, you're asking me what do I do or what? What do you think happens? What do I think happens? Mm. I think Can and Henderson start, and I think they'll screen the back four like they did against Leicester, like you were saying, and just because they're they kind of follow the point James making as well. If the fullbacks are going to get forward, they're going to get exposed. If it's the if it's the Rafa typical Rafa formation, so it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and for if uh, sorry, Coutinho won't play off the left because Mane's back now. That that's the, that's the, like if you if you're playing Coutinho, you no. No, I mean, I mean, I thought you meant in midfield. You play if he plays in the midfield three, Coutinho. I think he's yeah. play on the left of them three, won't he? Who in midfield? In midfield, I'm not talking about in the front three. In midfield, it'll be I, say a tennis and Chan Coutinho. He will play on the left of them three. No, I think he? Coutinho plays in front of the two of them. Yeah, I do too. I think yeah. the two boys screen yeah. the back yeah. four, and, and, and then he's running around. Henderson plays a six as he always does. That's what Klopp does for him. It's a double six. And. Siced the siced. <laughs> Chan plays the A, not the high the A. Not the high the A, the A. And then Coutinho. The A is gone now. If, if, yeah. that, if this is, if this, if this is his way, three, yeah. if this is his three now, like I said, I thought when when Alan was start, if tonight shows us that, there it's his, the side pyramid. There his. We're a front there, four. There's three in midfield, <laughs> and then the high the A is gone. Yeah. So we're a front four when we're but attacking. When we're defending, like he, he drops back into midfield. Is it like so, he plays? Yeah. That same attack, to, like at the weekend, as he did this, like in the middle of the week, like with Coutinho. Is it likely? It's not likely. No, no, no. I it think it is. Manny come off to, to Salah, not start. <clears throat> and does Manny play on the right and Coutinho play on the, the left? And you play when Salah then. plays. If Salah doesn't start. We're going to have to go to the mattresses because Twitter will blow maybe up. Maybe storage. Maybe storage. Uh, Solanke. Jiggity yeah, jig. Yeah, I think there could be changes. There, there could be changes. Is Dominic Solanke? <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, the more changes I think that there, there, there possibly is. I yeah. think Coutinho starts for sure. Henderson starts for sure. Can starts for sure. Chan starts. Chan probably Could he does. go with the train because he came because he did come off. So yeah, yeah. I think he starts. Coutinho front on the front three. Yeah, Firmino might start because he played ninety and. You put Maybe storage starts, Solanke starts, you wouldn't know. You know what I mean? It's mad. I, I, I don't know. It's, I, it's I, like I, a conundrum. I'd love to see Solanke start. He fucking deserves it. You've gone out one there, Andy. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if he gets a goal... I'll put it this way. If you're going to start, if you're going to start storage, I think we'd be more effective starting storage and Solanke... Up front. And, and playing Coutinho and another, right? So potentially leave out Salah, maybe rest him, right? And play Mane and Coutinho... Almost like a, a four-two-two-two. Well, like the end, of, like the end of last season. But it's sort of like an inverted. It's not the four-two-four because they're not playing wide. They're playing. They're playing just in box, behind. Box, it's a box, 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 box. Exactly. Box, box, the four box, box. The end the of last season. Two, two, they played play a classic Firmino's, Brazilian formation. Yeah. Firmino storage up front. Yeah. And then Coutinho played in a ten. Well, it's not even a ten. It's like a two and a two. 
Wow. With the two behind the two, wow. in front of the two. Some wank talk, that yeah. <laughs> Well, the good, thing, the good thing about that last season... Go far, far too long, ball. Coutinho was able to pick up balls deep. And easy, he could yeah. see the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could run into space. He could put teams on the back foot. And which is really, really important when you've got teams that are potentially going to sit back. Well, the, 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 the one thing I'd say from watching Newcastle is... Damari Yedlin and Mbemba the two fullbacks right mm. are like two years ago Moreno and Moreno on the right hand side they want to bomb forward and it's like it's so on Rafa right they wanted to bomb forward Yedlin and, is particularly and they were yeah. leaving massive yeah, gaps man in behind Mbemba's the maddest and, and, and this is where I think this is where I think ever. if you go to start changing our shape but, but t- changing our shape madly would be mad in this instance because if you have Mane and you've got Salah and we know how they like to operate if, if a fullback leaves space behind them, right? Yeah. All they want is a ball in there and they will absolutely eat you alive. A ball just in that general direction and they get on. It doesn't even have to be precise. Because yeah. Kieran Clark and Lascales were the two the two centre backs, right? And I'm backing Mane and Salah in a foot race against the two of them. I think we can get either of them sent off. Look, it's a it's a it's we're going into an international break. It's a must win game and yeah. he's uh He's. Uh, I think he. he, he I think. He, I think he'll go as strong. He's, he'll go as strong as he can. Yeah. Just need to get a win before the international break. Okay, so I'll, I'll do it straight after. Quick, so. quick, well, quick recap then. So I'll name a team and say if you agree or disagree more or less with it. So we're saying Mignolet in goal. Yeah. We're going Gomez right back. Yeah. Matip and Lovren centre backs. Yep. Robertson left back. Yes. Centre midfield, channel. Well, that's the first one now that mightn't happen. Okay, I know, no, no, I hear, you, I hear you, right? But just we're trying, we're trying to gamble. If here we were right picking here. the team, this is the team we. No, I think, no, I think we're trying to second guess. I think we're second, we're second guessing Klopp. I think okay. feels spot on up to up to Moreno or Robinson. That's one I'd like to see yeah. happen, but may not. Probably. Yeah, I get you down with you there. So then I'm going Chan and Henderson in the midfield. Yeah. yeah, Coutinho in front of them. Yeah, yeah, and then the same three as tonight. Because all things aside, he's going to look at that and say those lads made loads of chances, and it's only a matter of time until they score. And he's going to look at at the Newcastle and it's back Tuesday line. And it's an extra day. It's Sunday an extra day. Yeah. Oh, right, so the only part I'm doubting now is when Alden plays um, behind the tree, and Coutinho plays on the left. And Salah doesn't start, but Mane starts on the right. And Firmino plays. And then you've Oxley Chamberlain has to come in at some stage. Yeah. He doesn't though. This well, is the, this was the <laughs> he doesn't get in. I think yeah. it's, I think it's the same front three as tonight. I think it's front four. Sorry, yeah, front, well, front four. Oh, yeah, Coutinho the, the only toss up for me in midfield is, is does he leave out one of Chan or Henderson? Likely Chan and play Wijnaldum in there in the sort of way he played Wijnaldum against Chelsea last season alongside. I think it might have been Hendo or Chan at the time. Hen- Probably be bad to take Henderson out of, out of the team now, since he's kind of had two good games in a row. Like he was all right tonight; he was quite good. All right against Leicester, the first yeah. half against yeah. Leicester. Hence to start them. I know he, there's been people have mentioned that oh, well, he took him off in certain mm-hmm. games and all that, but yeah. when he's fit. It's the same with Chan. It's a throw, a toss up as to which one he's going to do. Okay, look, predictions, Neil, scorings for Sunday. We will win and we will concede. I think we might win handsomely, actually. Right, an old fashioned win in, New- in St. James's Park. Yeah. Like Michael Owen when he done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shane. Uh, 4 2. Andy. You took the words right out of your mouth there. I think that's going to be the scoreline. I think we'll start, we'll take our, this is the weekend, we take our chances and. Um, Obviously, we can see the obligatory goals. That oh, I was going to I was thinking four two as Alex, yeah. but I just didn't want to say because yeah. I hadn't the ball. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I've a really fucking strong feeling about four two. So much so, I'm going to do my fourth bet of two thousand seven. <laughs> <laughs> Live on air. Look. Right, I, I think it'll be two one to us, um, and I don't like predicting wins, but I think it's going to be two one. I think we'll be two nil up. We're going to miss an absolute sitter, and then they're going to score a penalty with ten minutes to go, and shit we are going to shit our bags for the remaining fourteen minutes, yeah. including injury time. I'm feeling so confident about four two. I want to start naming goal scorers. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> go on, Sal. <laughs> So, Lavra and OJ. The opening goal, <laughs> Coutinho. Oh, you're going in order. You're going to come yeah. up in order. This yeah. is unreal. And it's like winning the lottery. The second goal, on, Coutinho. Yeah. Two? Yeah. All right. Mane. And then off the bench, Sturridge. Or Solanke. Not sure. Sturridge or Solanke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. yeah, that, that, that's great. Thanks for your crystal ball there. <laughs> so you know the way Coutinho mightn't start because he was fading towards the end of this match. That's all fucked if he doesn't start, doesn't it? 
There is a chance he won't start. He will start. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here we go, Trippers chat. So, um, first up, it is from Hippoclopomus, right? Um, and it, 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 it's a good one without being weird, because you know the way some of those questions are always weird. Hippo asks, what's the weirdest thing you've ever overheard? He said, I heard someone say, and I was like, why are you pooping on me at the Plowing Championships? <laughs> There's a couple of things there. What no. are you doing at the Plowing Match? <laughs> hey. It's not the Plowing Match, it's That's the Plowing Championship. The plowing That's match. what they call it down the country, the Plowing Match. That's what they call it. And, anyone, sh- and who is shitting on who at the plowing match? I, but he overheard it. That's the point. He says, and I was like, why are you pooping on me? Oh, pooping was the term they used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Someone with real polite shitty sex. Well, maybe if we try it in a country accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why are you pooping on me? Do you know that kind of, not that some people are into that getting shit on? Scattered. Is that what it is? Yes. Well, maybe it was really posh. Where, was it? where would you like me to poop? Leave it around my chest, please. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what's the weirdest thing you ever overheard? Don't be fucking saying I don't know. <laughs> don't know. There has to be something. I, I can't. You've heard can't many things being overheard. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I can't any of them. It's not from something that's going to get me into trouble. Yeah, when you put on the spot, I can. I'm Jeez. sure I've heard loads of mad shit. The most, some of the maddest shit of my life I've heard is in here. Doing this podcast. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, but everybody happen. else has heard that too, so there's no point me well, Hippo, you're, you're winning this one because like, that is actually a bizarre one to, to, to do. And then Albert Crowley had asked, Hey, Trippers, TV3 not showing the game. I can't get BT, can't leave the house. Any suggestions on streaming the game? Now, interestingly enough, we've got a... <laughs> there's, a the, the, there's, there's many ways to, to, to sort out these type of well, things. Well, do you know what the easiest way is? Well, oh, and I don't know why everybody doesn't have this. Is, is he in Ireland, obviously, TV3? I'm assuming he is if he's watching. Yeah, yeah. Right. His name is Albert. Chris. Everybody knows an old person, right? Yeah. And every old person has Aircom or Air as their telephone provider. Yeah. They all do. Because they use because, the Aircom. And they get discounts for being old. Yeah, yeah. So you take their phone number and you set up an Air account online because old people won't have that. Right. And they've no use for BT Sports. And that's your BT Sports. And even if the old person does like sports and they watch it at home on their laptops or whatever, if they are that way, you're still allowed three streams, I think. Right. Andy, can I just stop so, you there? Yeah. If you go to at IPTV for Ireland on Twitter, that's the only place to see any type of football <laughs> you want. That is But, I mean, if you want to be completely above board... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's how you watch BT Sports. Is there's loads so and loads and loads of people. Rob it off an old person. No, everybody knows an old person. Oh, okay. So I thought you were They're friendly with them, whether it's their mother, their grandparents, a brother, whatever. So you don't have to tie up old people at all in this. No. What? There's no tying no. up old people. No, no there's no, no tying up. <laughs> old Even people. with their consent, you just oh. say, "Hey." You've got air come, haven't you? Or air? Yeah. I have you some, say it like boy. That? You say it like, hey, you've got air come, haven't you? Okay, I've got to take it from you. And that's it. I mean, there's no excuses for someone not to have online access to BT now. So you reckon, but, and, and let's be honest, the old person would enjoy a bit of company if you called her down to their house and sat there and watched the game with them. Well, that's an even better idea. You could make their dinner and tuck them in. And tuck no, them they'll in. make you dinner because old people always make you something. And Neil, who who was the yeah, other person yeah, you just sorry, said sorry, there? Sorry, it's at IPTV for Ireland. <laughs> the world's premier IPTV series. Premier. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Andy, one of the questions that was asked to me earlier on today is, what's the ripest fruit you shouldn't eat? Now, it comes off the back of trying to open me. I was trying to open a green banana. So, like yeah. you know, bananas that are green. Yeah. And you try to peel them. So, but a yellow banana, the, the more yellow ripe, banana is actually overripe. Yeah, but the more the more ripe they get, what the you easier. Mean it's overripe. And when we're eating them, they're overripe. They're ripe when they're green. Yeah. No. Yes. No, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody, anybody who knows that about bananas will tell you that you should be no, eating no, no. them with when they're nearly black. Well, when when you were eating, when a banana start, when a banana is yellow, it's uh, it's gone past its ripe. In terms of it germinating to plant another banana tree. I uh, see now you're you're talking science now. Yeah, I'm not just saying the way. I'm talking like about taste and what you're getting out of the fruit um in terms of vitamins. They do say that they I don't know why I said that. I don't like when people say they yeah, say I hate that too. Who said yeah. it? 
Banana experts will say. <laughs> banana, banana pets. Are they but the I, monkeys? The amount of people that have said, oh, you know, you're eating a banana wrong. You should be eating it when it's all black. It's speckled. Who the fuck ever said that to you? No one ever said to you. No, you never, no. never seen any banana wrong. Wait till you, that's all black and speckled. That's when a banana is disgusting to me. Yeah. When when you peel a banana and it's all fucking and it's all mush. mushy, poxy. Oh, like, yeah, I know. I don't know. The nicest bananas are when they're green. I think. They're poxy to peel, but they, they're nice, they're fucking nice, and they taste nicer. It's oh. not like, do you know when a man goes hard? Yeah. That's like an, almost a fucking different fruit. You know when I... Well, we've we've got, we've got two minutes. Th- the reason I ask, right, I had a green banana, and I opened it, and I and it took me about five minutes to open it, because when you go to open it, it just doesn't peel off, right? Yeah, it's like taking the sticker off the window of your car, <laughs> and get clamped. Yeah, and you like, yeah. Yeah. And then the most interesting bit was when you bit into the banana, right? Do you know if you have a scone... And you bite into a scone, and a couple of late, like seconds later, your mouth goes real dry. Yeah, it's like the lips back. It's like the scone is fighting back, isn't it? When you bite into that, yeah, yeah. When you bite into and anyone out there, try it, right? Try it tomorrow. Get a really green banana, yeah. bite into it, and all of a sudden your mouth goes incredibly dry. Yeah, so yeah. you're going. Ah, yeah, yeah. So you, no, you ate that. Milk. You ate that way to cotton, cotton milk there. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I've got that sensation now where like. My mouth is <laughs> gone. It's just like a teeth there. Yeah. Like it's, it's got that. It's lost the, the cover. Yeah. It'd be like licking glossy paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 licking yeah. glossy paper. Licking glossy paper. So, yeah. Yeah. That'd be disgusting, wouldn't yeah. it? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you lick glossy paper. <laughs> I don't know if I mean, I've never leaked glossy paper, Andy. Does it disgust? Does the thoughts of it disgust you, Maybe. or is it just me? No, I think like your tongue sticking to it and all. I've never, <laughs> I've never even thought about it. You know what I mean? Did I get that wrong? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I wish no, I, I wouldn't lick glossy no, paper. No, no, no. Right. Anyway, so that's that's the part for this week. Um, I'll do the Jeez, outro in two weeks so okay um, that's that's the pod tonight and uh, big thanks as ever to Steve for coming in for a bit <laughs> for doing the half time and the post match analysis before he fucked off to have a um, a bonding session with Cy Brundish a big thanks as well to Neil Gray for turning up this week it was a, I know it was an effort um, as well the same to, to, to Clavo for coming in he should have been out in Russia with the lads but he decided he'd be better off doing a podcast with ourselves and of course for Andy as ever for coming in and doing the graphic later on we get at <laughs> one o'clock in the morning um, of course the podcast have brought you in association with Skillzone so get on down to Sandyford do all the sports bring over Stag Party bring over the women and, and all the type of stuff and see us doing the board games there in October October it will be before David Fairclough potentially um, we just have to wait till Steve will saw his heel up yeah we have to wait till his leprosy heals up and his leg grows back I'm not um, going to give a shout out for Fairclough there Phil as well the date yeah now. listen anyone that's, that, that would have seen the, the feed um, get down the tickets are on sale at lfc.com lfc <laughs> 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 now they're fucking no. off, Phil. Now, I'm eating those bananas again. I'm eating those green bananas. Okay, so get the, get the, the tickets are on sale on the website www.lfcdt.com forward slash sale forward slash. Um, and the choices are 10 euro for to get in and come along and do see the, to see the show on that day or 20 euro for the meet and greet. So you get to meet and greet David Fairclough, get a signed copy of his book and the book is included. And remember, the book on Amazon is 25 sterling or 26 euro in Easton's in Dublin for anyone that lives in Dublin. Yeah. So there's no excuses. There's also talk that Grizz is coming over. So if you want to punch Grizz in the face, <laughs> come on over. Right? Because the there's a good chance we are going to be doing a tour tier ticket. Yeah. That it, you can get in for five euro if you punch Chris in the face. I'm just, you know, in case in case I miss him, I'm just going to go to the airport and clock him in the arrival. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's twelve euro. Well, that's 12 that's euro. We, we told him it's an Irish welcome. Yeah. So that's sorry, but seriously, please, people, um, you know, tickets are, qu- are selling quite fast, and we don't want you to miss out. So uh, the, I expect this to be a sellout anyway over the next couple of days. So anyway, get down. It's on sale. It's there. It's great value. You get a free book for the twenty euro one. It'd be great as well for your granddads, especially if you've just sorted out the air. And the BT Sport for them as well. So that's your podcast for this week. There's no video shit next week because it's an international break. And who gives a show? Steve was meant to be doing a podcast. No, two chances that happened, slim and none. Um, so we'll, I'm off to Spain. So I'll see you when I get back. Good night, God bless. And that's a wrap. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. 
wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub. And start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.